Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Our second scriptures lesson comes from the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 to 6. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sometimes I get bogged down in thinking about how things used to be. And I don't just mean the big things, I mean the The small things, too, like whenever I think about going out for lunch on the square, I can't help but think about how my two favorite restaurants, Jack's New York Deli, which had the greatest French fries I've ever eaten, and the butcher, the baker, whose meat and two sides gave even Mary Max downtown a run for her money, are gone. Then every Monday morning, I wake up and head down the driveway to collect the the Marietta Daily Journal. And it's gone, too. (laughs) For some reason, it just won't click in my mind that our local paper is five days a week and not seven. And and some of my favorite columnists aren't in the paper anymore, either. It's sad, is, is what it is, for when I take inventory of the present and notice what isn't there... I often find myself looking towards the past. The comfort that comes from remembering what's gone we call nostalgia. And nostalgia can be good, so we might say that we are lucky to be living in this 21st century because technology has enhanced our ability to remember the past beyond what our foremothers or forefathers could have imagined. Technology can't bring back the French fries from Jack's New York Deli to me, but yesterday, yesterday we had a funeral for my grandfather. My grandfather died more than a year ago. My, my mother and her sister wanted to wait to gather the family, not wanting his, his funeral to turn into a super spreader event. When we gathered yesterday, we looked at old pictures of him. The funeral home took all these pictures that we provided, set them to music, and made a slideshow. Because of that, I could see his 
his smile again. I could see those great big old yellow tinted eyeglasses. I could see his shiny bald head. Now, soon enough, I'll be able to look in the mirror and see a shiny bald head whenever I, I want to. But it is so nice to have those pictures. And we should take the time to be thankful for such things because while human beings have been mourning the dead for generation upon generation, we are among the first in human history who can look at a, a picture and so vividly remember what the people we are missing the most looked like. I have an old picture of my grandfather when he was in his 20s. People used to say that I looked like him, and I never saw it until I saw that picture. My grandmother, she kept all the family pictures in a big drawer in the kitchen. She was a, a labor and delivery nurse who never took the time to put any pictures organized in an album. She just kind of dumped them out in this big old drawer. Maybe it would have been nice if she would have organized them a little bit. Even still, consider this, I can see my grandfather. I'll never forget what he looked like, but he never saw a picture of his grandfather. And today, our girls can just open up their phone and magically the, the pictures of so many people who love them are there for them to look at. It's amazing. Better yet, our old home movies, our old voicemails. Anybody here have a voicemail saved on their phone from someone who's gone? There's a beautiful book called Incredibly Loud and Extremely Close about a boy who lost his father in the terrorist attacks of September 11th. His father was in one of the towers and he knew that something was happening. He was scared and he called home while his son was at school and while his wife was at work and he left a series of five voicemails on their home answering machine. The first one, something happened. I'm okay. They're telling us to stay where we are. I wanted to let you know that I'm okay and not to worry. The second Something is happening. I don't know what it is, but something is happening. Again and again, his son would listen to these voicemails to hear his father's voice. Again and again, his son would, would listen and remember the person he missed so much. But what's so hard about this story is that by the fifth time his father called home to leave a message, his son was there to hear the phone ring. For he had been sent home from school and he listened to these four voicemails, having heard his voice, his, the voice of his father from the first four voicemails and hearing the terror in his voice, then seeing the images on the TV. By the fifth time the phone rings, he's too afraid to pick up the phone. It's the fifth voicemail that this boy listens to again and again. And this is the trap of nostalgia. For nostalgia is a look backwards with no way forward. For this boy, it is both memory and shame. 
It is comfort and pain. It is remembering and regretting. It brought his father back in a sense. Yes, this this man who had always been there when he needed him the most, it brought him back. But it also reminded the boy how he felt when his father needed him and he couldn't so much as pick up the phone. Today, on this All Saints Sunday, we do remember. I will read the names of all those members of our church who died over the last year at the end of the service, and we will remember who these people were. The the history committee has surely preserved so many pictures of their faces. We know them. They are pictured in our directory, and when their names are read, the bell will toll. It is a beautiful way to remember and honor the dead. However... While we also remember those who have died in the last year today, this worship service isn't just about looking backward to see who was once there with us. This passage that we've read from the book of Revelation is a look into the future. It's not nostalgia, but hope. It's not where we've been, but where we are going. What will come next when we will see them again? And the future is a unique comfort that our faith offers for for everyone can remember. And so many are good at helping us look backwards. But looking backwards while comforting can leave you empty. For example, there's a country song called Time Marches On. It came out about 25 years ago, and this song tells the story of a nice little family. In the living room, the little sister is in her crib, little brother's running around like a Native American brave with feathers in his hair, mama's learning how to sew, daddy is listening to the radio as Hank Williams sings Kilaja and Dear John. But time marches on, you see, so that soon little sister is worried about her appearance and washing her face with clear complexion soap. Little brother's dressing like a hippie. Dad is nowhere around. Mama's depressed. And if that weren't bad enough, time keeps marching on until daddy's dead. Mama's in the nursing home and brother and sister are medicated, just trying to hold it together. Now, there is no uh, shortage in our world of depressing country music songs, but this one takes the cake, if you ask me. And I have listened to this song so many times that I have all the words memorized. However, you listen to a song like that, and it leaves you thinking that there's more for us in the past than there will be in the future. And there's more songs like this. Consider... The Cat's in the Cradle with a Silver Spoon from Harry Chapin, a a song that tells the story of a boy who grows up to be just like his daddy, an absentee father who only works and never has time to be a father. Even Bruce Springsteen does it. uh, And Bruce Springsteen is the coolest 
human being who ever walked the face of the earth, if you ask me. But he wrote Glory Days, convincing generations of rock and roll fans that those high school years are the best years of your life, so enjoy them while you have them because it's all downhill from there. Now, some might say he's right about that. That the most comfort comes from looking towards the past. But the hymns of all faith tell a different story than popular music does. Just a moment ago we sang, My life flows on in endless song, above earth's lamentation. I hear the clear, though far off hymn that hails a new creation. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to this rock I'm clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? This is the Christian conviction that we are moving towards something better and not away from it, that we have hope for the future, not just nostalgia for the past. In this way, the Christian faith is something like driving a car. We have this little rear-view mirror and can look back at what's behind us, but our foremost attention must always be on what's ahead, the hopeful future. And so while our culture offers us this this great big rearview mirror through technology to relish in the past, Revelation says, keep your eyes on the road and look towards what's ahead. For see, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes for death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more for the first things have passed away. Now you might say that these are only words. What's that based on? Can it really be so good? One of my favorite quotes of the Reverend Dr. Joan Gray, who served this church as a pastor and served our denomination as moderator of the General Assembly, is this. What we don't know, we we make up. And what we make up is almost always worse than the truth. And what have we made up about the future? To us in this modern age, the future is not nearly so solid as the past, so we just make up stories about it. We have pictures of the past. There are no pictures of the future. However, while we can see the past, we can't go back there. While we can't see the future, we are on our way. And Revelation says that we must look to the future with hope for the God who has been faithful to us in the past is waiting for us changeless as God has always been in the future the God who knit us together in our mother's wombs the God who walked beside us through all our days is waiting for us And in that place where God is waiting, we will have the chance to put right whatever regrets we have had about the past, 
We will see those whom we miss the most face to face. And these, these words from Revelation, they, they, this promise, I didn't just make them up on the way over here this morning. My friends, these words are trustworthy and true. Thanks be to God. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.